The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How you doing? Mm, yeah, all right. I totally understand. Today is day two that I've been allowed to put weight on the foot that I had surgery on. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the day the pen came out and I was told I could start putting weight on it. I think I have <laughs> overdone it the last two days. <laughs> I, I am eight. me yesterday um, being Thursday. Thankfully, Highland was wore out. Eric was kind of wore out himself. Um, Eric and I are going to be recording Saturday night this week uh, on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Kylan's not going to be available. So last week it was just Kylan and I. This week's going to be Eric and I, uh, almost like the old days, um, <laughs> when the show really started to, to pick up. And uh, the um, yeah, yesterday I was in bed before 10 o'clock. That's <laughs> unheard of for me. <laughs> It really is. I mean, I, I was, I was wore out. I was like, yeah, I went to bed. So, um, but check out the homepage, weebygeeks.net. On the right-hand side is our affiliates, uh, like Biddy Boomers. Use code weebygeeks for 15% off your purchase. Um, also, too, you go to toink.com. Uh, you heard in our, in our pre, pre-roll, the, uh, well, not pre-roll, pre-show, you heard, um, did a little advertisement for toink.com. Uh, use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your first purchase, such as like for our pick of the week, the Toink pick of the week this week. Um, in honor of D23, I wanted to do something Disney-themed. I went with the Disney Pixar Wally 4-inch mini planter with artificial succulent. <laughs> Very nice. This is a cool little, it's a cool little thing. It's Wally carrying a boot. Inside the boot is gravel and this artificial succulent. It's a plant you can't kill. It's geek proof. Mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you could kill an artificial succulent, I, I want to know. <laughs> I got the uh, the same thing, only it's a Darth Vader head with the uh, succulent. 
Oh, cool. So uh, I'll let you know how how it goes. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Uh, in two weeks, uh, be the last week of the month. God, is it two weeks already? It will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Wookie Radio, no Weeby Geeks, because uh, a certain someone's on vacation. And uh, certain two people. Can. Huh? What? No. <laughs> You're on vacation this time. And, Maybe. And for Wookiee Radio, certain two people are going to be heading back to dropping someone, but some people back off at their hotel shortly before, and not going to have Wi-Fi to do to do the job right, to record right. But we're going to be having dinner in a roundabout way at uh, at Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. That, that'd Very be cool. you. That'd be you and I, Derek. Yes, it will. It's a, it's a cool little place. It really is. Indiana Jones themed. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there are some Indiana Jones and Star Wars Easter eggs there. And not only that, but uh, so in case you didn't figure out, I'm going down to Florida in a couple weeks for a little, little vacation, my wife and I. And believe it or not, but Mike and I are actually going to meet face to face for the very first time ever <laughs> uh, in the entirety ever in the entirety of the time that I've been on Weeby Geeks and Wiki Radio we because I live in Massachusetts and Mike lives in Florida we have never actually met face to face so this will be uh, this will be new and when we were trying to figure out how we get together for dinner I you know, mentioned like a quick service place and was told no we're doing quick service all the time in the in the parks <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay but well, we have we have one restaurant idea and I was like oh and then afterwards we'll just grab a drink or something over at Jock Lindsay's and Melissa's like well it's tapa style if y'all are okay with that as well you know, y'all order a couple we order a couple share them all at the table and you know responsible for our own you know we pay for whatever we get but it's something that you know could be shared with the whole table and, and it's a little geek themed restaurant based around indiana jones you know a character who is only seen in the movie for like three minutes in raiders of the lost <laughs> ark but has his own bar here at uh at walt disney world i love it and they got some great stuff some great food there but it's just one of those kick back sit sit back just relax have a good time so it's yeah. not it's not really quick service but it's one of those kick back and just have a good time. Yeah, and it'll be nice after you know spending all day at day the daytimes at the park and everything, running around, yeah. jumping on rides and everything. It'll be nice to just have a nice little dinner, building lightsabers. <laughs> yes. Did you ever get your Ogus? That's right, folks. I'm going to build myself a lightsaber. I wanted to. There were no yeah. reservations available, mm-hmm. so I ended up getting a legacy saber. I, I picked up. But I, I think I, I showed it to you. I think I, I made the right choice. I got Plo Koon. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I would love if I ever get the money again, and if it's still around, uh, it's limited edition. I, would, I wouldn't mind getting Luminaris. It looks exactly the same. It, it's the same body mm-hmm. style, um, but the coloring slightly different. I mean, she's got some gold plating on on hers. Um and of course, you know, I was looking at my lightsaber book that I got from, that I picked up. Uh, it's put out by Inside Editions, uh, and you can get it on Amazon. 
Um, and it's got all, it's got pictures of all the different lightsabers from the Clone Wars, High Republic, you know, what's been shown for the High Republic, um, the, uh, the early stuff, like even I think Revens and, and, uh, maybe, mm. maybe Nilux is in there too. I don't remember. I'm going mm. back through it. And I'm sitting there looking, going, okay, um, Luminara and Plo Koons are almost identical. Uh, Kit Fisto and someone else, theirs are, during the Clone Wars, during the height of the, there were a lot that were very similar to each other, and it depended on, um, a lot of it may have depended on who the masters were. Because if you remember the original um, Obi-Wan's Padawan saber, it looks very similar styling-wise to Qui-Gon Jinn's, mm. but not, it, it, it's close, but it's not exactly there. That, you, you, that you would see make influence. sense, of course. Um, and I think part of it, too, was also depending on what, even though um, Plo Koon's is blue and Luminera's is green, and the colors differentiate, supposedly differentiate what type of Jedi you are, uh, I think they were part of a, a similar group, in which their sabers were similar. So um, now I've I've been studying the lightsabers you can build there, and I still have not yet decided what I'm going to do. But I think there are new parts for all four Ooh. groupings. Ooh, excellent! Yeah, I like. It. I don't know. I don't know if they've hit east yet. That's um, going to make it even harder. <laughs> I don't know if they've hit east yet, but I know west. They they have new new parts out west. Hmm. I, I've seen I've seen some of it for uh, for power, um, but I, I'd be curious to see what some of the other other ones are. But yeah, uh, I will give you the tip: uh, if you go to the creature stall in the marketplace in mm-hmm. Batu, they have uh, a Rancor and Loth Cat like sculpted heads hmm. that you could put as the cap at the end of your pommel at the end of your lightsaber hmm. if you wanted to do something like interesting. that interesting if you wanted to do something like that hmm very interesting but with the with the elemental they they offered a rancor tooth oh wow but um this is something it's like somebody you know like maybe the guy in the creature shop uh God, i can't remember the character who owns the creature shop it's like maybe he he carved all these for you to add to your scrap his lightsabers right. aren't lightsabers they're scrap metal that you piece together to make something mm-hmm. yeah, it's like something you can add to I, the bottom of that i kind of like the thought of that so make a saber that looks that in mind make a saber that looks similar to darth vader's and then you go put a loath cat head on of it <laughs> who knows so uh but getting back point pick of the week Disney Pixar Wally 4 inch ceramic mini planter with artificial succulent. Uh, use code WINGEEKS for 15 for 15% off your purchase. You go to Toy. So, like I said, pick that because of Disney. D23 is going on. And oh, our first day, I swamped with news. But wait, um, condolences need to go out. <laughs> Big time. Uh, our condolences. To the royal family and to all those part of the British Commonwealth. I would say British Empire, but it's not the British Empire. To the British Commonwealth, which is what she developed um, for the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Isn't that crazy? She was fine Tuesday when she swore in the, or when she approved the new prime minister. Was supposed to right. do something Wednesday. I said, no, nope, we're going to put her under medical evaluation. Passes away Thursday. Insane. 70 years on the throne. Yeah, the only queen that pretty much most of us 
have ever known. It's the only queen I've known. Me too. I mean, I know that I know there's other only really old people. I know there's other kings and royal royal families out there uh, with different countries, but right. um, I don't think because you don't hear about them as much. They're not. They weren't the figurehead like she was, or like England has made her to be. I mean, yes, it's mm-hmm. still, it's her country, her United Kingdom, or it was. Now it's King Charles, which is weird to say King Charles and saying Prince Charles for so long, <laughs> King Charles. Um, even though it's now the role of King Charles, um, it's a constitutional monarchy you know, because they do have parliament. Um, right. But you know, parliament's the one that makes the laws and everything, and they pass and and they're the ones who pass the laws. Uh, it's a little different setup than here, but there's still um, there's still the royal family, you know, the queen now king. Still, they're the ones who bring the country together. Um, you know, they they are the figurehead. They are the, the representative of the country. You know, in a, in many ways, prime ministers almost like a speaker of the house or slash. I don't know. See, I've never, I haven't done the research on it recently to refamiliar mm, myself. Yeah, me either. Um, I want to say they're almost like a vice president slash. Well, almost like president slash speaker of the house. Is there? They're in charge of. Prime Minister, I believe, runs House of Commons. And then you have you know, your majority leader for House of Lords. And I will say, I remember when they used to show Parliament sessions. Man, it was so fun watching those. The, <laughs> I've seen clips. When they get do the debates and bring up, bring up stuff, it's so prim and proper. <laughs> it's like, man, he just got trash-talked hard. But it sounded so nice that he did <laughs> the way it was done. <laughs> <laughs> a distinguished gentleman from York who doesn't realize he's an idiot, but he's an idiot, brings up like, <laughs> whoa, it, it's okay. There, I guess we kind of brought up or I've kind of brought up that because that could be a fandom. There are people who are fan of watching politics. Oh, definitely. So that makes you a political geek. Still fits in. So, I mean, geekdom is is a whole unique thing. So, if you have a yep. political geek based podcast and you you can make it seem like and you could pitch it to me like, you know, you're talking about it like we talk about Star Wars, Marvel or anything else, I will let you bring that show onto the network, onto the podcast collective. Ho ho. I think I just threw a challenge out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um Disney Day was yesterday. Quite a few things. Did you get? Did you uh, submit your request for the mystery box from Disney Plus? No, I totally missed it. Check your emails. You have till September thirtieth. Check your email. You get a choice of two mystery boxes: either a Disney adventure or animated movies. Or the third choice is surprise me, and they send you whatever they would feel like sending you. <laughs> so we went. With, I went with the animated. But apparently, in the box is going to be one hundred and fifty dollars worth of swag. Oh, wow. So that'd be cool. I just hope they throw in there a Disney Plus hat because I want the hat. <laughs> I'm just saying, just want, want a Disney Plus hat. So uh, one of the things, you know, a few of the things that dropped on Disney Plus Day, um, the Obi-Wan behind the scenes. What a cool show. I, I, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. For the behind the scenes shows, this one I think is the best. I really love the way that it was laid out. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I really dug it. I mean, I've liked all the others, you know, the gallery behind the gallery or whatever. This one, I right. really, this one, I really dug. I absolutely mm. loved it. Um, Check it out. 
course, uh, Pinocchio dropped. I haven't watched it yet. And hearing mixed feeling or mixed reviews about it. So I'm just a hair mm. worried. Um, Thor Love and Thunder dropped. Uh, supposedly with some new CGI tweaks to yeah. it. I hope they did not. Apparently. I hope there's a not, whole kerfuffle about it. I hope they didn't blur Hemsworth, but no, from, from what I read, they tried to improve some things and I don't know if it worked or not, but gotcha. I haven't seen, excuse me. As far as I know, they have a uh, new car. I, I can, I, uh, I know somebody who will be very disappointed if they did. <laughs> Uh, new cars uh, on the road shorts have been released. Uh, a bunch of other things, including a sneak peek at Star Wars Andor, which starts off with a little, oh, little behind the scenes clip. Uh, the whole thing is ten minutes long, hmm. and it's filled with a little behind the scenes footage and interviews with Diego Luna and Tony Gilroy. And then it's followed up by a full scene from the upcoming series. And apparently this is the scene that was released with the IMAX. Oh, so cool. Main ways I'm happy for that because then I didn't have to spend the money on IMAX to go see it. <laughs> see Rogue One just to see this footage. Even though if I was in better health, well, I was able to go without a, knowing that I had a pin stick now on my toe at the time. Being constantly worried about <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, I would have paid the money for it because I wouldn't have mind seeing Rogue One in IMAX. That Rogue One's a movie. Yeah, that would have been cool. Rogue One is a movie I will see again in a heartbeat in the theaters. Uh, I don't even know if it was playing in my area. It was playing in one theater in my area. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would love to have done... Uh, I mean, I'll go see the original trilogy again in the theater. And of course, I did two years ago for my birthday during COVID. It was the first film I saw in the theaters during COVID nice. in 2020. Good choice. Well, I was showing the day before my birthday, and that was a was mm-hmm. a present from the family. We went to go see it, and that was Zoe's first time seeing an original trilogy film in the theaters. Oh wow, that must have been something for her. It was, and she said afterwards that she I asked her to rank her films, her Star Wars films that she's in the theaters to rank them after seeing uh, Empire. It went. That it changed from Empire One, Force Awakens Two, mm. and I think she said Rogue One, Three, Solo Four, and then uh, then uh, I wish Last Jedi for uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, okay. I wish uh, that that all the newer, all the fans younger than us who never got to see the movies in the in the movie theater, I wish they could just see the the original trilogy in the theater, and and. Get a taste of what we experienced what? that made us fall in love with with the movies. Oh, Ewan McGregor says it says it really nice in the uh, Obi Wan show of uh, you know for him the original trilogy were his films. That's what he grew up with, right? The, mm-hmm. And then the kids, and then the prequels were the Star Wars films for the kids that were watching it at the time he made those films. Mm-hmm. Which again plays on the whole thing from what George Lucas has said is yeah it's a family film but it's more for kids it's meant to be right aimed more for for kids than adults in many many ways and also however you feel about them the sequels the sequel trilogy for some people is there that and I I say that with with Zoe those are her films right and you know that's I mean, that's totally fine. I, I have. That's what they grew up on. 
I have, I guess, totally turned her into enough of a fan mm-hmm. that she appreciates the original trilogy more than the sequels. But mm. the sequel trilogy is what she has gotten to see on screen. Those, that's her era. Right. And when it comes to the story of Skywalker, her generation is going to be the last to see the to have which era are you from? How how do you identify your generation by era? Right. Um, I mean, I can I can almost do it by type of troopers. Our generation's the stormtroopers. <laughs> mm. My niece and nephew, since they were born around the time that the prequels came out, their trooper is the clone trooper. Right. My daughter, her trooper is the first order trooper. Isn't it? Is it, I think it's very unique to identify. Say you can I you can identify. By by the trooper. Oh, I really like the stormtrooper. You're you're from the OT era. Hmm. Oh, I'm a huge clone trooper. You're from the prequel era. I love the first order trooper. Me, I love all three of them. But I got really excited about Rogue One because when we went and saw that, and we took Zoe to see that, she got to see my troopers on big screen before we got to see Empire Strikes Back. Ah, yes. So she got to see my troopers and see what I got to see. And then she got to see Vader on screen. Mm-hmm. And how much of a badass he is on screen on a big yeah, screen. a very a very cool scene of Vader, but on on a big screen, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. love seeing Vader no matter what. Seeing Vader on a big screen, hell yeah, <sighs> yep. So, um, but after after watching um, behind the scenes for Obi Wan again, I had no problems with the whole sequence. At, at this point in time, I don't care about spoiling it because the series is already over. It's mm-hmm. been out. It's done. Go binge the whole thing. You know, you know what? If you if it if you haven't seen it and you're being spoiled, that's I'm sorry. That's we're, at this point that we're well past on you. We're well past the 24 hour rule, 48 hour rule, two week rule, uh, a couple months rule. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it, it ended in two weeks later. Started Miss Marvel, right? Yeah. Because there was no overlap. No, actually. There was no overlap. There was one point. I, I thought there was. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't remember now. Anyway, um, I definitely accept the whole fight sequence with Obi-Wan and Vader, where Vader drags Obi-Wan in to, and burns him. Right. Because to me, that, that whole fight, you still get the sense Obi-Wan doesn't realize that that's Anakin during that whole battle. Until he's dragged into the fire and Vader starts the spiel of, I'm going to leave you like this, just the way you left me like this. And then there's that reality. Oh, crap. That's Anakin. Anakin's alive. It's Vader. Right. And and he doesn't want to kill Obi-Wan right away. As he right. said, he wanted to make, make him suffer. A so, bit. That's why he pulled him into the fire. Um, now, while they explain a little bit the final battle between the two of them. I I still think that's wrong. That battle was wrong because I think it took away the essence of when they of the final battle between the two on the Death Star. But them talking about it makes me accept it a little bit more. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Plus, it was a very cool battle. It, it, oh, battle wise, it, it was very cool. I I will not knock that. Yeah, it it was it was awesome. It's just it was. <sighs> Continuity wise, yeah. Continuity wise, yeah. I think it it throws throws off continuity slightly. Mm. But it's okay. I'm I'm accepting it a little bit more. 
just like I'm, I'm accepting the more and more I watch Last Jedi, more and more I accept it a little bit more, but I still have some subplot issues that are problems. It is, it is, it is not perfect. No. I'll grant you that. Uh, but I still prefer it. I think it's still the one I prefer out of the sequel trilogy. Um, I think I still prefer uh, Force Awakens. Oh, at least you didn't say Rise of Skywalker, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> no. To me, though, I think Rise of Skywalker does answer or, or fill in some of the gaps that we got in Last Jedi. I've always said that. I completely I disagree with that. I don't think it fills in the gaps. I think it tries to tear apart what was done in, in Rise of Skywalker. You think it would have been better uh, after... See, this is a conversation we, sh- we should be having over on Wookiee Radio, too. Yeah, yeah really. Um, yeah, but, maybe we should save it. <laughs> uh, we still bring it up with Ken. Say, hey, we talked about this, and we're going to talk about it again because we want... Yeah, not really. Because um, who knows, by, by next record date, you and I may change our minds, so who knows, uh, or come <laughs> up with different thoughts, which, which would be real interesting to see if that happens. Um <laughs> So my question is going to be, should, um, when they drop Colin Trevorrow, was it the right choice to bring back directing, uh, JJ Abrams or should they have given, uh, who did was it Gareth Edwards? No. Who did last Jedi? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Should they have given Ryan Johnson the last film? Should Rise of Skywalker um, and Ryan Johnson that way? That, he could he could have fleshed out what he was where he was going with Skywalker. Right. Um, well, I think it's 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 difficult to flat out answer that question because really, um, so of course anybody who's listened to my podcast Keepers of the Fringe, uh, my brother from another mother, Chris, and I have had this discussion. And um, honestly, I've kind of lost a lot of respect for J.J. Abrams as a director, unfortunately, um, after Star Wars and then looking back at the Star Trek stuff he did and it even lost some, you know. Oh, I couldn't stand you know, he, he was with Damon Lindelof on that, but. See, I, I need to come over and keep her some um, with you guys sometime. You could do that one of these days. You'd have to watch a cheesy movie, but... <laughs> hey, I'll watch a cheesy movie. Pick one, pick one that's um, on HBO but, Max um, so I can watch it. I got until October 8th. I got until October 8th. Um, it's planet soon. But, um, so what we were saying... Yeah, we could do that. Well, so what we said, like... Uh, and we said it before on Wiki Radio and stuff. One of the major problems is that they didn't have like an entire storyline planned out for the yes. trilogy which they should have done which lucas presented and, lucas presented right. treatments for for another trilogy even though it was right. based around this whole concept so of wills had, there was another treatment there was a treatment laid out for right. the three films yeah so at least there was something so what you had was you had jj abrams come in and do force awakens and then there were things he set up or, you know, started like the whole Luke thing, yep. you know, Luke going away to disappearing and, and everything. And um, and then he set up at the end, he set up Ray finding Luke. And then after that, you know, he kind of they gave the, the reins over to Ryan Johnson and he didn't really have like like a plan of where they were, you know, right. where JJ Abrams wanted to go with it. So see, I think JJ Abrams was, at first, 
J.J. Abrams also set up BB-8 to be, you know, to take over for R2. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree and with that. Because I think BB-8 could have had a much stronger role at, in introducing these new astromachs and basically saying right. the old astromachs are, are phased out. This is the new generation. These are what's taking over. First Order's using them. Right. The Rebellion's using them. Because I was expecting to see more of that style, the all-style astromech and more X-Wings. But instead, we're seeing... Uh, yeah, we didn't really see too many. We saw there's, a bunch of a R6s. Couple, we saw a bunch of R6s and R0s and some R2s, but pretty right. much everything else was, you know, that was it. So it was kind of like, kind of like, and some people that are taking a writing class might, might understand what I'm trying to say here, but it's like one of those exercises where somebody starts a story and then they hand it off to somebody else and then they write part of the story and then they hand it off to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like that. So you had what J.J. Abrams started and then they handed it off to Ryan Johnson and Ryan Johnson had to do what he, you know, what he wanted to do. And, and then it went back to J.J., although Originally, J.J. wasn't going to come back and do the third one, but then he did. But then, like like Ryan Johnson, he, he started a couple of interesting ideas, like with the, the uh, you know, the broom kid. Yep. You know how many people, and, I, I, we talked about is, that scene. I'm like, this is so cool. Here's a kid who who's force sensitive. Right. Oh, no, no, no. He just reaches over, grabs the broom. I said, no, 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 no. Watch the scene again. N- no. And a lot of times Clearly, I had to. he does not. Clearly. I have to, a lot of times, break out my iPad, go to that scene and go, look, he reaches out and brings it to him, force. No, no, no. He just walks over and grabs it. It's like, watch. Holy crap, you're right. <laughs> yeah, what would, you're, missing, you're missing a whole point there of why they did that, you know? So there was, there was something started with that, which was kind of implying that the force can still be found throughout the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, when JJ came back, he didn't really do anything with that. So, but I, I think now with with Finn, even though John Boyega says he, he won't come back to Star Wars, mm. um, which is unfortunate, but I which understand. is unfortunate, but I, like he said, I understand as well. Um, with the way he was treated, with the way Kelly Marie, Marie Tran was treated, the, Moses Ingram, um, none of them right. were bad characters. <laughs> it's just you've no, got no. there are idiots on the internet. And sadly, yes. Some people may and think we're well. some people may think we're idiots on the internet. We may, we may not. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna argue but, that point, but <laughs> um the uh I would love to see either a series, Disney Plus series, or maybe a new trilogy with Ray, with Finn, possibly that kid from the from Canto Bite and other kids with the new with the Jedi Academy new beginnings type thing. Yes, yes, yes. I would love that. And, and I think that's how you can bring those two characters back. It's not only is Ray teaching Finn and, and and still being taught by Luke Yoda at this point, um, right? But she's also teaching the others. And then if Ahsoka yeah. is still around, you could bring back Rosario Dawson, bring Ahsoka in, bring Ezra in, since he's since they have announced Ezra. Yes. Uh, nice segue, right? Yeah. I've got to find that yes. story. Very nice. 
Yeah, I find that story now. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Being impressed, but I gotta find. But I, gotta, I gotta find the story. I knew I had it. It's just I don't have my stories up in the right order. <laughs> I told you, there's a lot that came out from uh, from D23. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Come yeah. on, don't tell me I don't have it here. I don't have it here. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm gonna have it now. Uh, uh, Aladdin star. Wait, no, maybe. <laughs> I'm getting carried ahead. I'm seeing two different stories. I finally see the story that I was looking for. Now I'm seeing another story by the same person. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> Stories we just had came from comicbook.com. The rest of these are coming from comicbook.com as well, because I know they're the ones really on top of a lot of the uh, E23 releases. Uh, Ahsoka casts Iman Esfandi as Ezra Bridger. And the picture I've seen of him, great choice. Uh, yeah, I got to say. <laughs> Great That's choice. Like, just like Sabine. Great choice. When you when they see when you yeah, when they show a picture of them like the cartoon as right next to the the actor, I'm like, Yeah. Wow, it's like he was born to play that part. Yep. Or like he designed Ezra after him. Yep. So uh yeah, I like it. Very good choice. So it it was of course Soka will feature not only the live action debut of Sabine Wren, but we also know Hera's there as well. And I believe Zeb's gonna be there as well. Mm. Um, and I have a theory about Zeb. I really do. Do tell. I can't because I've seen things at a, ah. at a convention at work and it hasn't been announced because it's loosely based on technology that could be used for future projects. Uh-huh. Um, but they could easily use this for, for an Ahsoka series. And it'd be so cool if they actually did. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I can't say. Oh, I can't say. Sorry. Shouldn't have brought it up. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we know we're getting we know we're getting the whole ghost crew minus Kanan. I'm hoping we see I'm hoping we see Jason. Yeah. Jason Jars. Um, but uh, so we know Ezra's is either has been found or will be found as part of the series, which I hope if this means we get Thrawn, live action Thrawn too. We're supposed to. With this series? I hope so. From everything I've heard, we're supposed to, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I would love to see it be Mar- uh, Mars Mickelson. That would be great. That would be very cool. Yes. So, um, so the Aladdin star Mina Musad, who uh, um, was formerly rumored to have been playing Aladdin, or who was Aladdin, was rumored to play Ezra. Uh, confer- uh, he weighed in on the situation, confirming there was never any significant momentum on the opportunity. Uh, the rumors of his casting came in. 2021 uh when he himself back then going on to share social media posts that offered teases that his casting was a likelihood okay share it's a way to draw attention to you to hey look at what these people are saying i would love to yes i would love to do it Mm -hmm. um why wouldn't you? Of course I'd love to do it. Look at this. Take note. It's like us doing fan casting and then sharing the fan casting out there. Um, yeah, really. But his Twitter post was, glad the rumors will stop now. Never really had a fair shot at it, unfortunately. One self-tape months ago. But just wasn't meant for me, I guess. Can't deny the dude looks exactly like Ezra. Hope it's done justice. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, Mina is a fan, is a fan as well. So, if he's saying the dude looks exactly like Ezra, then perfect casting. And I, I agree. Yeah. Right. But, but Mina Masad or Mina Masad, Masood would have been a great choice. Another great choice if they didn't go with, uh, with Iman is, is Fondi. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I'm okay with, okay. I'm assuming Iman is Fondi is, 
Islamic of some sort. I'm guessing, but I don't know for sure. Uh, I don't know. But he was in the movie King Richard as Barry. Uh, he was in The Inspection as Ishmael. Um, a bunch of shorts. Uh, does he not have a Wikipedia? <laughs> but you know, even if he is Middle Eastern, that's perfect for, for Ezra. Because Ezra gave off that vibe as well. Yeah. Look-wise. I'm okay with that. I really am. You made him Hispanic. I would have been okay with that too. Yeah. If you turned around and said yeah. Daniel Ratcliffe, uh, sorry, got a problem unless you're spray tanning him. <laughs> oh, mm. Sorry. It's just the way I feel about it. I mean, it, it, seems, it seems logical. Characters already established in this particular universe. You, you can't really, right. you, you can't race bend or gender bend these characters as easily as you could. With Marvel, like you do, you know, from comics to Sam Jackson's Nick Fury, best choice. So you race bend him from white to black. I'm fine with that because he was the best choice for the role. He, his Fury still kept the essence of the character. And I don't think there, I don't think there was anyone better for Fury out there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, David Hasselhoff was pretty good. Oh, bite your tongue. <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I would love to see Hasselhoff play Fury in a, in a Loki episode because of the multiverse, I, <laughs> sure, I could, I could go for that. Yeah, I think he needs to be brought in. But yeah, I oh no, I can't can't do. I watched that. But did you watch that movie? Oh yeah. Oh, that was a horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Just horrible. So, uh, then apparently, um, I don't believe this was announced at D23, but it has just come out. Apparently, Squid Game star Lee Jung Jae has reportedly found his first major studio opportunity uh, as the actor will be heading to Star Wars The Acolyte. Oh, right. I saw that. Um the actual role set to be still under wraps as much of this plot and project is. All we know is it's a hundred years before <laughs> I know. the prequels, which puts us 300 years after the beginning of the High Republic books. The first book of the High Republic. The High Republic starts 400 years before. We know the look of the Jedis from the High Republic carries over into this. I hope that I hope with the Acolyte, we're still getting we still get the Nar Hill in this. That group. Maybe. We might. You know what other character I want? God, I can't remember the character's name. Was the rock. That rock creature. Was it granite? <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name of the creature. He he's on the he's on the vessel. The I vessel. Can't either. I want to see him on screen if he hasn't been killed off in the books. I'm so far behind reading the books. I don't know if he's been killed off. I want to see him. He's such a cool character. The way he, it's he's been written. He's Sleep such a cool character. Can lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, heart attack. Okay, then. Glaucoma, diabetes, (laughs) cancer, not to mention, you just don't sleep well. And that's what the High Republic does to you. (laughs) Or announcements from D23. Uh, so yeah, this I think this is, he, he would he'd be cool to see see on screen. I'm excited, you know, in Star Wars. I'm excited. I love this character in Squid Games. I mean, definitely a lot of growth with that character on the show. You still there? You're muted. Oh, sorry. I'm just uh, I said first of all, I said I still haven't seen Squid Games yet. Oh. It's on my list. I'm just so far behind on my viewing. Trust <laughs> and, me. And. Uh, Trust me when I say get through the first episode. Make sure you do get in halfway through the second episode. Mm. 
And then um, the other thing I was going to say is uh, I I just want to know more about this Acolyte series and what you know what they're planning to do with it. You know, I just want more information. I do too. But here's my hope: they don't say anything more until we get the first trailer. Mm. I want this to be kept that secret. Give me more casting they, news. Give me new casting news. We know this is. They don't. They still don't have a a full release date for it, do they? Uh, I thought it was either next year or 2024. Could be. So um, I know Skeleton Crew comes out next year. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. So I would think this would be 2024, which would tie in with the wrap up of uh, the High Republic Phase Three, which is fine. The last book start right. to set up the Acolyte. Acolyte. Yeah, Acolyte. But at this point in time, still give me casting. Don't give me character names. Don't tell me that they're Jedi or villain or I'll I'll mm. be okay if you say the uh, the Narhill are in this. The Narhill are in this still that they're still around. I wonder. I wonder if they'll do that or if they'll try to do uh, something new. But I don't want to know anything more. All we know right now is it's said to take place 100 years before the events of the Phantom Menace. And we'll explore the early days of the Sith reemergence that will go on to create the Galactic Empire. Me, personally, I think this would be an ideal time to bring in Darth Talon hmm. and make her can. Because according to Wikipedia, Darth Talon, who became a Sith Lady, Sith Sith Lady, a Sith Lady, and Darth Crates <laughs> one Sith in 137 ABY. Uh huh. <laughs> Phantom Menace technically is what 20, 27 years, or is it almost 37 years before the Battle of Yavin? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. So that means she was this female Lethan Twi'lek who became a Sith lady in Darth Krayt's one Sith would, would have become a Sith a hundred years before Phantom Menace. Hmm. All right. I'm going to table this discussion because uh, I think this is one that needs to be kept for <laughs> Wookiee Radio. <laughs> because I, I, oh, oh, no, 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 no. 137 years after the Battle of Yavin. ABY, not BBY. But why can't it go the other way? Oh. Still, why couldn't it go the other way at this point yeah. in time? Switch it the other way. Bring her in. Because she's not canon. She's legend material. She's a character people want and been hinting at. I think I've hinted at it. So I, I've got her I've got her one book. Uh, so there's a book that has her that she's the cover of. Uh, Star Wars Legends? No. Legacy. Star Wars Legacy mm. under Dark Horse. It was in Dark Horse. Star Wars Legacy and Star Wars Legacy War. Bring her in. Make her. Bring her. Change, I mean, if you could change Thrawn, change her. Bring her legend. Make her early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't see why, why not. And you could use her as the whole rule of one. And, and she's she's the lead of like an army of Sith. But she has no apprentice. This is before the, the rule of two starts. Right. And it's because of the acolyte in this time period that the rule of two begins at the end of the, you know, that could be mm-hmm. one of those things that at the end of the series, the final thing is, you no, know, it's got to be a rule of two just for that check and balance. Right. And I say all this, yes, I work for Disney, but no, I do not know any of these plans. This is just pure speculation on my, <laughs> on my behalf. If we end up getting it right, it's like we say over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, we're freaking geniuses. <laughs> oh, just real lucky. <sighs> that too. 
It just happens to be we think along the same way. Uh, so at D23, Marvel announces Spider-Man's 60th anniversary celebration details. <sighs> Apparently right now, which I wish we were there, they're doing a special comics giveaway. That is a Spider-Man, the covers of Spider-Man and uh, Disney crossover. Hmm. Now I want to know how I could get this these myself uh two special variants of amazing fantasy 1000 be given away to attendees of the marvel comics celebrating 60 years of the amazing spider-man panel while supplies last uh, oh, yeah huh this would be this would have been worth it just just for these yeah really because this artwork looks great i really dig it i really do yeah um so uh has this panel already happened no i think the panel's tomorrow this is just a tease going hey check out what what we're gonna be doing make us jealous yeah uh to continue on with marvel um disney expo reveals she hawks madison interview phase zero so uh so following the release of episode four, Phase Zero, recorded an episode on Thursday, which discussed the new MCU entry with special guest Madison herself, Patty Guggenheim. Have you have you seen episode four yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. I, this character is amazing. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've been it's, hearing it's a lot funny. about her. It's, she is a funny character. Um, cool. I I've been seeing a lot of teasers, and I'm assuming they're jokes, as if this character is going to get her own show. It's like, uh, hmm. no. Yeah, <laughs> I've don't. seen that. Yeah, a lot of people are going. If you do, please have Wong with her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to see her more in the MCU. I will say that, but I don't know. Hmm. But to see. Uh, continuing on with Marvel, uh, they announced their booth schedule. Um, which this is going to be posting after all that. But here's some of the costumes they're going to have just that they had displayed throughout the weekend. Moon Knight, Scarlet Scarab, Mr. Knight, Dr. Strange, American Chavez, Wong, Miss Marvel, Thor, the Mighty Thor, Tooth Nasher, Tooth Grinder, Ant-Man, Wasp, Wanda, and Agatha. Those would be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, some of the, they were doing Marvel trivia each day. Um, and they were doing this game called Find the Variant on Friday and Sunday. So I'm curious how that is, what that is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, some cool stuff. And apparently on su- on Sunday they did a uh, we hear from Wendy Craig about her role on Marvel at Marvel Studios and reveal costumes from an upcoming Marvel Studios title, which makes me wonder if that's Ant Man and Wasp or that, if that's something awesome. It's Quantum yeah, sure. So that's pretty cool. Um, let me double check, make sure I don't have any other Marvel news. Wait, there's one. Uh, they did do their big Disney and Marvel games showcase today. Uh, Marvel games and Sundance new media revealed plans for a new Marvel title featuring Captain America and Black Panther. Um, wonder if this is the one I just pre-registered for today. Hmm. Cause I just saw somewhere. Hey, pre-register for this. I think it's called Marvel snap. Marvel snap. Yeah. Trying to get to the end of this video so I can see what's called Four Heroes, Two Worlds, One War. What is the name of the game? Show the title already. <laughs> Probably bounce past it. Nope, they don't show the title. Huh. Hmm. It's just sneak peek. Uh, they go King, Captain, Soldier, Spy are the other four characters, primary characters. Hmm. So King, Captain is Panther and uh, Captain America. Spy, I don't recognize who the spy may be, but Soldier. It almost looks like it could be Sergeant Rock. <laughs> Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock's DC, right? Yeah. All right. I wonder right. who the soldier is. 
This trailer looks interesting. Hmm. There's there's no name of it. it. Has no name or release date. Okay. So, but I also uh, Marvel Snapped, what it's called, it is the this other game. Um, let's see if I can find the actual email that I uh, pre-registered now. Marvel Snap, uh, where it's gonna have uh, it's gonna be like a card game, different variants. So, oh, okay. I'll be curious to see how that goes. If you pre-register and then yeah, really? play within the first month, you get uh, special cards, exclusive cards, I guess. Hmm. Uh, also, too, sticking with games, there is a new Gargoyles game coming. Really? Uh, they unveiled a Gargoyles remastered and updated version of the Sega Genesis game first released in 1995. Huh. Yes, please. That was a fun game. I don't think I ever played it. I, play, I, I played it a couple times when it was on demo in the stores. When I, when I knew Melissa had a class and I needed to go kill an hour, I went to Walmart, went to the electronics section, just played <laughs> video games. It was cheaper. Sure, sure. Um, and then Marvel's Midnight Suns as a release date. Oh, yeah, I saw that. December 2nd. Available on PC only. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XIS, and PC. The PlayStation 4, Xbox mm-hmm. One, and Nintendo Switch versions do not have a release date yet. Now what? Hmm. Spider-Man is available for PC now, and I have not gotten it yet. <laughs> Shame on. I want to. Sure, that game is amazing. I want to. I want to get it's it. It's amazing. Um, it's spectacular. It's web of. Uncanny? No, there's no X-Men in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Is it Ultimate? <laughs> okay, we'll go with Ultimate, sure. <laughs> um, I'm hoping it goes on sale on, on Steam. Uh, during Black Friday. Oh, I bet it will. I'll grab it for sure then. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, playable characters revealed so far are the all-new Hunter, Captain America, Iron Man, Wolverine, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Blade, Ghost Rider, Magic, Nico, Minoru, Spider-Man, and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Cap and Iron Man are in there. Truly Captain Marvel, but okay, if they want to add them into the Midnight Suns, that's fine. I don't quite see how they would fit, but I mean, whatever. I could see Spider-Man and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. So, um, from there, we're going to go uh, to kick off D23. The poster for National Treasure Edge of History has been released. Mm-hmm. Still no release date, um, but Total Eclipse star Lisette Alexis leads the cast as Jess Morales a new character that's about to embark on the hunt for some familiar treasure. Uh, Morales, Morales has no connection to Nicolas Cage's character from the films Benjamin Gates. The filling in lead role from the Oscar winner was a big enough challenge. A rumor has it he may be in uh, the original trio may be in the film or in the series as well. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's cool if they if they pop in as supporting roles off and on throughout the series. But since they're going this new direction, which is fine, keep her the head keep her the the head of it. You know, give her her and her own team. Mm. Uh, as previously reported, at least two familiar faces from the movie franchise will appear in the series. Justin Bartha will reprise his role of Riley Poole, and Harvey Cattell set to appear as Peter Sadowski. Okay, I'm okay with that. Riley becomes a sidekick to sounds her- in- interesting. Riley becomes the new the sidekick to uh, to Jess since that's all he's <laughs> since that's what that character is good for is to be a sidekick. <laughs> uh, previously released description of the series 
is a dreamer in search of answers about her family. Jess is a mystery lover with a natural talent for solving puzzles who will uncover her own buried history, as well as truth about her parents and connection to a long lost treasure. Uh, Jess and friends have to outwit stylish businesswoman and adventurer Billy, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones, a badass billionaire, black market antiques expert, and a treasure hunter who lives by her own code. Set to release sometime this fall. According to entertainment, sometime this fall. <laughs> According to you know, what this poster says, entertainment fall TV 2022 preview. Mm-hmm. It's this picture. So maybe this fall. I'm excited for the show, actually. I mean, I enjoyed the series. It was like a modern, it, it was a modern day Indiana Jones in a manner of speak. Mm. But um, I think this would be cool. Hmm. Speaking of, could be interesting. Speaking of Indiana Jones, uh, fans at D23 are were treated to official looks at the upcoming film as they offered looks at the costumes and concept artwork. So, uh, Indiana Jones Five has been just just dating for quite a few years, with the project first being developed by Steven Spielberg before he eventually bowed out the yeah. project. Uh, now, Ford versus Ferrari and Logan director. Jason Mangold then stepped to the helm of the film with a number of longtime Indiana Jones producers still attached to the project. And I'm mm. okay with that. I wish Spielberg stayed on. Yeah, that would have been nice. But I'm okay with that. I mean, Spielberg didn't write any of the films. He just directed it. Yeah, true. But it was a way for, for him and George to collaborate together. Well, if George isn't involved mm. with this, why, why should Steven still be involved? And if this is one yeah. where, you know, the hat changes hands, let it let that hat let that hat change happen with with a new director. Mm. James Mangold's great. I loved Ford versus Ferrari. I actually enjoyed Logan. Too. I did not see it. I enjoyed Logan. Logan too. was excellent. I, I I I have all faith in this film. Um According to Kathleen Kennedy, uh, he has done an incredible job with Indy. He, he and Harrison Ford have an incredible relationship. I think fans are just going to love what he's created. So, hmm. rumor has it, supposed to hit theaters June 30th of 2023. Rumor has it, we may get a teaser trailer coming out of D23. Really? That would be nice. Uh, I, even, even if it's not a teaser trailer, but a small featurette showing the concept art mm. and, and maybe a you know sequence or two, I'd be okay with that as well. Right. Um, Park-related news. The Expo, D23 Expo, reveals a first look at the revamped Splash Mountain into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing a lot of major change. The outside looks very similar. Uh, there are some new characters in this, which is fine. I think new characters, I think possibly designed for the ride. Um, a new musical character on the Bayou Adventure. The character is an otter that plays a violin. Uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, they'll fit right in with Lewis and the others. Lewis is the alligator that plays trumpet. Um, Interesting. See, this is this is where I have the issue with this ride. The model shows the exterior of Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and it's easy to see the spirit of the beloved ride is still the same. Logs will transport guests up a mountain and down a massive drop, but will now look will take on the look of Louisiana Bayou. Okay, where I lived in Louisiana, where in Louisiana is there a mountain or a or drop off or a uh, drop off that would be equivalent to that of a little log flume ride? There really isn't. I don't know. That's gonna be that. I mean, I think. I think it's a disservice to get rid of Splash Mountain, honestly. Uh, I think there's a lot of, I won't say ignorance, a lot of non-education going on involving Song of the South, involving Uncle Remus's, the Uncle Remus books. 
I mean, when the author himself says that in the future, he fully expects his books to be misinterpreted and misunderstood, whereas the books is actually preserving history is his actual tales he wrote down that came from the slaves, that the people who were formerly slaves, and he was trying to preserve their stories and their history. Mm. It should be something that, that's treasured, because all he's doing is just writing down the tales of, as told to him. He's not making up terms like Tar Baby and all that. That wasn't stuff he made up. That was what he was being told. That was what was common during that, that generation. And I think that's the problem is we don't embrace where where we've come from to where we are now, how things changed and look at how how things were and acknowledge how things were and how we've changed it since then. You know, I see what you're saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to get that seriously deep. <laughs> it's just some being a fan of history myself this is we're, we're we're hitting that age where we're forgetting history we're trying to erase history and by doing so history is going to repeat itself and when it does it's going to come back and hit us even harder because every time history repeats itself it gets worse every time just saying and i don't want that i, I don't want to see a repeat of history or something gets worse and worse. But we are going to see a repeat of some characters Certainly coming back not. on screen. <laughs> nice segue. Inside Out is, <laughs> is uh, has reportedly been revealed to have a sequel at D23. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That was a fun film. Didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Add yeah, it to your list. It it's, it's not bad. It, it was, when it came out, was mm. almost an ideal time um, for Zoe to see it. Mm. Because... Um, it helped her because this is when she was really starting to be more aware of her emotions and it and mm-hmm. it kinda kinda helped her with that and that it was okay to feel different ways that she was feeling. So so yeah, I I think it's kinda cool that we're gonna get a sequel. Um then let's add to this you know, Walt Disney Studios has been on a roll with their live action adaptations like Cinderella, Maleficent, Pinocchio, mm-hmm. Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King, no uh Ari Sepio. Um Little Mermaid's coming, which they released the trailer for that. Um well coming in twenty twenty four, starring Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot, Snow White. I saw that, yeah. Really? <sighs> I, I mean, did I say Beauty and the Beast? No, no, I did not. There was Beauty and the Beast as well, live action, um, which they didn't mention in this article. But I'm okay. They didn't mention Jungle Book either. I was one of the. I wasn't a big fan of Jungle Book. But one of the big things that came from Jungle Book, because John Favreau was involved with it, was the Vault, which is what's being used by Lucasfilm for a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, right. That that was developed from the Jungle Book, which is cool. Great technology-wise, Jungle Book innovative. It was, it was just, eh. um, I don't know. I don't, if you're going to do some of these live action based on films already done, bring them, make them take away. Don't make them similar to, you know, a variation, of the animated film. Yeah. Keep the right. look, you keep the look and inspiration from the animated films, but make the stories closer to the original source material, to the original fables. If you're going to do it, bring in some of that darkness. A little bit more. I think that's what made Maleficent. Yeah, really. I think that's what made Maleficent so good. Mm. Plus, two, it wasn't Sleeping Beauty. It was Sleeping Beauty told from the from the side of Maleficent, which was great. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. And then uh, to continue on, uh, there's a new animated feature coming up called Strange World. Which this has got my interest as well. Um, I don't know why, but the, this movie is piquing my interest. This animated film. Uh, it focuses really know on much about it. Uh, it's a story focusing on ragtag travelers searching the stars and stumbling across a planet that lives up to us to the movie's title. 
It's a strange new world. Uh, hmm. The film stars Jake Gyllenhaal, a farmer who finds himself putting on the hat of an explorer as he's dragged into the world, into a world he's unfamiliar with. Uh, Dennis Quaid plays Gyllenhaal's father. Uh, Gabriel Union as the pilot and searcher's wife. Uh, that's Gyllenhaal's character. Um, Lucy Liu as uh, Callisto Mao, who acts as the leader of the troop. And Jacoby Young-White as the son of searcher. It's almost like a futuristic uh, Swiss Family Robinson, I guess, is one way it could be ex- hmm. described. It's almost the way I'm describing it. Uh, according to somebody, uh, one of the quotes hmm. from somebody involved with the project, I love reading the old issues of Pulps growing up. There were big adventures in which a group of explorers might discover a hidden world or ancient creatures. They've been a huge inspiration for a strange, for a strange world. Okay, that's probably why I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I'm a sucker for good adventure films, mm. and, and I, I did like some of the the pulps growing up as well. So that there is a trailer out. This check out the trailer. You, you may be suckered into it as well. Mm. Um, and Pixar announced a new space movie called Disney's Elo. Uh, it comes in the spring of 2024. Uh, Elo is a boy who finds himself transported across the galaxy and mistaken for the intergalactic ambassador for the planet Earth. Okay. Um, I will be curious to see. I, I, this is one I'd be curious to see more trailers for mm-hmm. to see to see how this goes. Uh, yeah, talk about that. One. Uh, trailers out for the first look uh, at live action Ariel for Little Mermaid. I'm going to end up stuck watching that just to be curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced Mufasa, the Lion King, as the sequel to The Lion King. Uh, the film will reportedly be told in two different time frames as Timon, Pumba, and Rafiki and tell the origin story of Mufasa to a new cub whilst we see Mufasa rise to royalty. So it's a prequel. So it's almost like the prequel tri- trilogy, original trilogy at the same time. A lot of flashbacks, but a lot of current. Mm. Interesting. Why was I thinking Scar? That's Mufasa. No idea. Simba's father. Uh, then J- James Gunn has some bad news for Marvel fans ahead of the D23 panel. Mm. Uh, James Gunn, his news, there will be, we will not be showing any special glimpses of volume three or the holiday special. What? I don't know if that's good or bad. Mm. Now, I'm not surprised that um, Guardians 3 it's not because they just did a little sneak peek at Comic-Con, but there's no Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special tease. What's wrong with you people? That's just wrong. Need a tease for that. Start promoting it now. Oh, well. And then uh, I guess they're redoing the Haunted Mansion movie or there's a new Haunted Mansion movie coming. Yeah, I heard about that. Set to hit March 10th, 2023. Uh, it is confirmed. I know no writer and Dan Levy have joined the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first take on the material came back in 2003, which is the same year Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course, the 2020, uh, the, the tw- 2003 version was the one with Eddie Murphy. Nah. wasn't bad, but wasn't what it should have been. Which I did not see. Um, now, apparently they showed footage at D23 and not too much, but it didn't reveal a lot. Just features a few cameos like Dane DeVito recalling the home's history, along with shots of the seance rooms and secret passages. 
uh, in the film, a doctor, Rosario Dawson, and her nine-year-old son, Chase Dillon, look to start a new life, moving to a strangely affordable mansion in New Orleans, okay? Because that's where the original attraction is based, is in New Orleans Square. It's supposed to be a home in, in New Orleans, not outside of New Orleans in the bayou, like in Eddie Murphy film. Whereas the one here in Orlando is more of a New England vibe to it. Because ours is set in Liberty Square. Hmm. And you, and when you see it, Derek, when you're at Magic Kingdom, you may recognize the style of building as a similar look to what you have up in the Massachusetts area. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I remember seeing it when I went years ago and thinking that. But the original, the original attraction, California, was supposed to be a New Orleans mansion. Hence why it's placed in New Orleans, in New Orleans Square. It's supposed to be part of the part of New Orleans that's near the swamps. Now, two new figures have been added from the ride, have been cast. Jamie Lee Curtis is set to pay, play Madame Leota, while Jared Leto will be playing the Hatbox Ghost. This is the first time I'm reading Come this. On. And thrilled about Madame Leota being played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Thrilled to bring in the Hatbox Ghost. Just not a fan of Jared Leto. No. So I hope hope they do it right with him. So be curious to see how this plays out. And then apparently there's yet another live action remake coming. And it will debut exclusively on Disney Plus in 2023. And I know I'm going to be suckered into watching this because it's the nickname of Melissa and I. Fans were treated at the first look at Peter Pan and Wendy. So I am curious about this. Uh, the stars will be Alexander Maloney as Peter, Ever Anderson as Wendy, uh, the rest of the cast, Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell, Jude Law as Captain Hook. Hey, I can see that. Jim Gaffigan as Mr. Smee, Alan Tudyk as George Darling, and Molly Parker as Mary Darling. That's the parents. Uh, David Lowry is directing. He's a Pete's Dragon alum. Hmm. So speaking of Peter Pan and Wendy, I heard or read an interesting take about the film and about the tale. Who is the Hmm. villain in Peter Pan? Uh, Captain Hook, right? According to this theory, you're wrong. Captain Hook's the actual hero. I think I've heard that before. Peter Pan's the villain because he keeps stealing kids. As you notice, because they bring up Captain Hook never tries to kill Michael, Wendy, is it James? The three darling kids. He tries to kill Mm. Peter and the Lost Boys because they're the ones stealing kids. That was an interesting take. Uh, During the Disney Marvel Games Showcase, a new Tron game has been teased. It's going to be called Tron Identity. Uh, no release date for it yet, but there's a trailer up for it. So it could be good, especially since the new Tron ride is supposed to open here at Florida sometime soon, or sometime within the next year. Um, that's it. That's all I got for stories. Crap ton of D23 stuff. And at time of recording, all we've got is first day. There's still two more days to go. So be curious to see. I'm sure we will be talking more of the Star Wars stuff on Wookiee Radio. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Along with our trilogy director uh, mm. trilogy director discussion. So any final thoughts? Uh, nope. Should be interesting. What else comes out? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So well, on this very 
D23 filled event. Uh, hopefully this time we did leave you asking what to know more. <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.